all the way from a galaxy far, far away to your home or business. My mind. They weren't kidding. This is The Home Show with Brick City Blockade creators and founders, Robin Vogt and Sean Michaud. Hey guys, welcome to the Home Show. I'm Sean, and who's right next to me? Chilling in the couch, ready to talk some Star Wars. Is Robin, of course. You know it. Kind of sound like do 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 do. Yelling from the canteen and going with the Red Sox. Let's go down there. You think you're gonna get endorsed by the Red Sox by doing that? Pretty close. <laughs> it got stuck. <laughs> Stuck on your hair? No, it oh, just got stuck. No. Okay, so got that, that's the intro of the show. Goodbye, oh. everybody. Sean <laughs> has worked very hard on musical intros, and there it is, right there. No, you should actually put this in, but yeah, but well, welcome, guys. Um, we're in Hampton, yeah, in my, the new my, place. My, my new home. We're not in Exeter anymore. We don't live in Exeter, but it's still the Book City Blockade. What was Exeter? Hey, what I said, Exeter. Maybe I drink too much. I only had one, I only had one beer today. Mm, that's not good if that's happening. No, I mean, listen, It's this is such a cool little abode Sean has got here in Hampton now. You can go outside, you can hear the water rushing, kind of like with uh, Corellia in uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story. You can hear the metal being chimed in. And um, Obviously, Sean, we haven't had a chance here with the home show. To... It's, it's, been a, it's been a while. while. Yeah, we've been, everyone's been so busy. It's been with crazy. You, you self-graduating. Yep. Well, congratulations, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, finally uh, tied the knot on my graduation, I guess you could say, and making sure... I, uh, it's, not? It's, it's a, you, so you're married? I married my graduation diploma. That's Take what I yeah. Uh, financially, too, I, I married it. You know but, who else I would marry? What's that? Mary Clark, and she's in the Soul, Soul Stories. Oh, my God. Can I just say quickly, I know this is a little bit of like a fangirlish thing, and I'm a guy, and I'm going to do it. Who cares? When you see Amelia Clark and... And, and uh, Lando's Alden Aaron right together. You're kind of like, shouldn't they be a pit couple? Like they look like they'd be a couple together. I feel like that's just 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 like me with uh, Amelia Clark and uh, Kit Harrington. Oh, but yeah, we know, but true. we know Kit Harrington's dating Rose Leslie. Yeah, from Game of Thrones. I don't, I don't want to talk about gossip, Man, but I don't know. Anyways, it's a little gossipy, but no, we got some solo so, talk. I mean, we haven't had the chance to really break down any of the spoilers with Solo. The whole By the way, this is we're gonna put this out. This is a spoiler episode, oh, yeah. so if you guys haven't seen it, turn this off. Go watch. Go go see Star, Star Wars: The Solo Story in theaters right now, and then out. come back and come back to listen to our voices. Perfect, perfect. Well said, Sean. I could not have said it any better. No, I mean let's break this thing down because recently on Talking Far Far Away, I sat down with Ken Napsock, with Scott Inch, of course, over there across the pond in Scotland, and. Of course, I also sat down with James. You guys are going to be hearing that episode, or maybe it's already up now. You guys can go over and listen to James and I on the first episode and make the jump. But Sean, I mean, Solo a Star Wars story. Let's let's start this from like, the, I'm just even thinking about the film itself. When we kick off this film, they did not waste any time giving us the title of the story, like an opening crawl, essentially. Um, very. It was, it, was a, it was an interesting uh, opening yeah. for the text. The, the whole beginning, first, to be honest with you, the first 10, 15 minutes, I was not really enjoying it. Yeah, I can understand. I mean, I feel like I, I, sh- I felt like I should have enjoyed it, but I didn't. It was too, it was kind of too cheesy 
Okay. At, at, yeah. at times, but r- right when up to up to when uh, Han met uh, Chewie, I it I'm like I'm gonna love this movie. Once when and when I'm just Harrison Ford, he's not in this movie. Uh, <laughs> Alden Ehrenreich. With Alden Ehrenreich, it's like okay, I could I could deal with this. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the intro was a little slow. There was a lot happening in it. Ken and Ken Napsok, when I was talking to him, we kind of said, yeah, it's a little bit like American Graffiti. It's like a fifties yeah, it, love it, chase. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of American Graffiti at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Well, more more so the end of the movie, if you guys haven't seen. Well, that that's true. There, it kind of finds its way throughout this film as we continue discussing it. I think. Well, we know who directed American Graffiti. It was George Lucas. Yeah, right. And who put who was in American Graffiti? Harrison Ford. Is that funny? How that kind of comes full circle, and we look at Solo, and there's like all these connections, like in deep within the film that kind of go back to the old days of George Lucas, which is kind of cool. But I mean, even if as we moved, like the whole relationship between Han and Kira was very fascinating because I don't know how you felt, Sean, but like there were times where I felt like the moment where they were trying to get through clearance on Karelia to try to escape, and then Kira is like captured by um, Lady Proxima's crew there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, there were times where I was kind of like watching that scene. Of course, I've seen it. Three times you've seen it. I've, I've only seen it once. So you got I, I, I've been I've been going to see other movies. I just saw Ocean's Eight, great movie. Mm-hmm. Or I liked it. And tomorrow I'm actually going to see Incredibles too. So. Oh, that's right. So I've been saving money for other movies, and then, <laughs> but I will go see a solo Star Wars movie. We'll go again next week. Yeah, that'd like that. be cool. I would enjoy that. And I felt like for my third viewing, I can see where Han's a little bit messed up. And why his relationship with Leia, why he's looking for something. He hasn't because met of the heartbreak Leia with Kira. He's not met Leia yet, though. Yeah, but, but you can now see, when you look at the relationship between Kira and Han, how heartbroken he was in that moment, and also towards the end of the film. And why he, when Leia comes along... I, I, saw, I, I saw that more towards the end. Then. I, I didn't really see it as much. Maybe it was just, maybe it was just uh, the, the whole scene together. It was kind of weird for me when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. But I, I see where you're going yeah. when you see it three times. I've only saw it once. I'm sorry, Stars fans. I love Stars. I I I, I want <laughs> to go see. It. Tell them. I want to. Tell them. I want to see other movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. There is a budding. You see the budding relationship really grow in those moments and everything. And I mean, number one, I was not sure how they were going to handle the character of Kira in here. You, again, you bring in Amelia Clark. You bring in somebody who's well known for. I was just thinking Daenerys Targaryen all the time. That was just that's just me because I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Yeah, I don't don't know about you. You, Yes, I've watched Game of Thrones here and there. I and I think here and there, I I watched every episode. (laughs) So I I have a different wavelength. Absolutely, and even on my end, Daenerys. Daenerys is that right? Am I saying it right? Daenerys. Yeah. Daenerys. That character stands out to me. And I I I see Daenerys. As a more of a leader, I sorry, and I didn't sorry. see. I didn't. Sorry, uh, Kira. I did not see her as a leader like Daenerys is, which no, what, which is kind of weird. It was more of her. It was it was different. We, of course, uh, Emilia Clarke's playing two different characters. So. Right, of course, and that's true. I mean, she doesn't really have a leadership role as Kira, but and, and, but, but in a way, she is a leader because of her relationship with a certain Sith Lord. Yes. And the way that she's able to, to defeat Dar- Dryden Voss and save Han in a way by getting him away from Crimson Dawn. 
obviously her relationship as a leader alongside we can say it now darth maul Mm -hmm. is going to be important i i I, I screamed at the part (laughs) or did not really scream but i'm like uh i I saw you you were you did not know what to do with that part I'm like Robin, uh, Darth Maul, Darth Maul, Darth Maul, and you, Ray you, Park, you, Ray Park, Ray Park. and you, and I'm a huge Darth Maul fan, so yeah, that that really excited me. So I know, and yeah, I, I, do we see him Ray Park more? I well, I think we'll get into that. I think there's definitely something there uh, in terms of what we could see. Yeah, but anyways, back to uh, Kira, you're saying. Yeah, no, it's it's simply along the lines of she's not a leader, but there she there's a grand scheme associated with Kira Sean going forward. To be honest with you, this film really didn't hit for me until we got to the train heist part. Yeah, that's where it really hit. Yeah, for me, it's actually when when Han met Chewie. I'm so. Just on, like, I, I can understand. Just that. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I just love the chemistry between Alden Rarick and uh, Chewie. Oh, uh, Jonas, Jonas yeah. yeah. And it, it was everyone in our theater was laughing. And, yeah, because you didn't expect it to go the way that it did. Yeah, but and, and you see Chewie as oh he's gonna and it made uh, uh, Ron Howard that uh, do make Chewie like a dark character. Yes. Like how yes how. Which I didn't expect, which I liked. Chewie stood out. Chewie truly stood out um, in this film. And I think you hit the nail on the head, man. I mean, for Chewbacca to be seen as, and what they what do they say? We haven't fed the beast in three days. And the, the beast, he's like, we know who we're talking about. Everyone in the theater is like, we know who the beast and is. And it's funny because... When they said the beast, and then at first I was kind of like, "Oh, it's gonna be a rancor or something." Like I, I thought uh, at first, I'm like, "But it makes sense." When I heard beast, I was like, "Oh, this is what we finally gonna meet Chewbacca." That's pretty big. Uh, I, 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 that. I didn't really. At first, I was like, "Is this Chewbacca?" Then I was doubting myself a second. Time. I was like, "No, this is gonna be Chewbacca," and then he came. That's what Ron Howard wants to do, though. He wants you to think that it's a character. And then think, well, maybe it's probably well, it's probably not going to be. And then it ends up being that character. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened when I was watching this movie with Uchubaka. The negative Nancys out there, man, saying like it's like. And then Ron Howard pulls that kind of stuff, and they makes you have this great experience in the theater with well, those kind of moments. All the characters in this movie are really great. Yeah, they truly are. I mean, let's just—I uh, I know we said we wanted to break down the film itself, but let's talk about it over. I yeah, mean, this film overall, no matter what anybody says, does a lot for the Star Wars universe. Yeah, it did. It does a ton. It, it did, especially with all all the diversity with uh, bringing Lando back as whoever we know that voice. I, I li- listen, <laughs> listen. I got to get more of your insight on this because this is a home show episode. Donald Glover must have knocked that, knocked this film out of the park for you. It did. Once when you I came into this, like Donald Glover is like the one reason that this film is really meaning so much to me. It, it was, and and when we first uh, went in the movies, and when he started talking, he's like, he really nailed Lando yeah, Calrissian. Part. Yeah. The only thing I had problem, not enough Lando, and, I and but I see, I know it's not a Lando movie, but I'm just a huge John. I wish that he used a little bit more. I love, I love the relationship with. Uh, L3 and Lando. Oh, that was, and, oh my goodness, yes. And I think Donald Glover uh, confirmed that he would, uh, 
Lando's pansexual, right? Yes, which which is which, which cool. is a cool cool things like we kind of saw that with his his uh movies in the I mean Lando in the original movies yeah. with his flamboyant stuff and all that. Yeah. Like I mean Donald Glover could pull that off too. Yeah. I mean he's he's a multifaceted character, not sexually, but he's like just this this sorry to say he's a sex symbol. Lando is that's why they put Billy D. Williams in the character that he portrayed in a Colt forty five commercial mm-hmm. is because he he embodies that sexy man feeling, I guess you could say. Like that's yeah. really cool. And I think Donald Glover walked into that role and probably was like, you know what, this is kind of who I am too. And Donald Glover's been everywhere right now. Everywhere. What things can't he do? This is America. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I see what you did there. I, I, I see what to. you did there. I had to. <laughs> I'm going to give Sean Daps for that. That was perfect, man. I love it. No, um, this is Star Wars. This is Star Can he please do a remix of I'm... This is America with This is Star Wars? He could be. This is this is Lando Calrissian. Who shot first? I'm sorry. <laughs> just like this whole thing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that would be crazy. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you okay? I'm not editing that up. That was amazing. <laughs> I was getting super excited. That was great. Um, <laughs> you know, what's really exciting too is that when we talk about Donald Glover, we talk about the relationship with Kira, and then of course the relationship with Han. Can I just say the relationship between him and Tobias Beckett when they're trying to like negotiate the percentage, and then he mentions that Tobias Beckett is the one who killed Ara Singh. Yeah. Which is like, what? Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Vision, he, Vision killed Rara Singh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Woody, Woody from Cheers killed Rara Singh. Oh, wrong character. Oh, yeah. Wrong character. No, Dryden has killed plenty Dryden. of people, obviously. Yeah, Dryden, Vision. That's right. That's right, man. Sorry. But it was it was Woody from Cheers that killed Rara Singh. And I think that's such a great little... Reference because I love it when Lando says he's like, "Well, you saved the galaxy a lot of they, trouble." They should have added the cheers theme at the end, oh. with them leaving. Oh, that would have oh, been with so them dying. Can somebody, okay, right now, if you're listening to the home show, can somebody please take the scene where Tobias Beckett is walking away from Han, and then it just goes right into the thing. Um, the cheers theme song. Where everybody knows your name, like just please fade that in and then like put boss in the background like out in the distance. <laughs> I think there'd be like a cheers sign, like hanging right, like on one of the rocks. That's that'd be perfect. Do it right now. Do it right now. We will find a way to pay you with no money. We will pay you in beer, right? You're still paying. With no, beer. we won't pay in beer. We'll pay in brick city mer- merchandise from T-Pump. There we go. That's what, we'll do. That's what people will like to do. But I mean, let's, let's look at it this way, Sean. I mean, Obviously, Donald Glover hit it for you. That that was the character in Solo. Who, who hit it for you? Uh, you know what? I think coming out of Solo, the one person that really hit it for me was Emphis Nest. Yeah, she she was that theme. By the way, it was probably it, oh from the train heist scene when we first get introduced to her. Yes. Like no, the, no, 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 not the, that. Which one? The when uh, at the at the desert at the place and oh when they're the, when they're taking the coaxium uh, when they're taking the coaxium and they're uh, refining it. Yeah, that was a. Nice interpretation of that, by the way. So I don't. Uh, we could play it with Spotify right now, but we don't want to get that copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, don't want to get into that. Yeah, I mean, for me, Emphasis Nest, that scene where it, they're trying. It's, to get it's my favorite song off the soundtrack after uh, 
the the chicken coop song the chicken yeah song, chicken and pots yeah that's a really cool song that's a really cool song but for me with emphasis nest i think the big thing is is that yeah they're pirates and and marauders and that whole thing that rio had said during the train train heist scene and then obviously he's killed off john favreau's character um but the one thing for me that hit home with that character is when she takes off the helmet, says, I'm going to go get a drink. No one expected she's going to be that young, too. That young, because obviously her mother had worn the outfit before. Now I want to know some backstory about Emphis Nest. Comic book. Comic book, novel, something about Emphis Nest's background. And if Emphis Nest is her true name, or if that was her mother's name, is that the suit? Is that the character? At first, when I when I saw it, when I, saw it I was like, wait. Is that Beckett's daughter? Yeah, I know. Was That's the reaction you get from. I know, I know, because uh, Woody Harrison looks like her. Yeah, there was there was some similarities in there, like maybe she was related to him in some way. But I I, I don't think they're related in, at all in the. No, I think the surprise on their faces was because of how young she was. Yeah, and the amount of like <laughs> terror she created for Dryden Voss. She really shook him up. To the point of where obviously Maul went to Dryden Voss and said, what are we going to do about Emphis Nest? She could confuse Maul yeah. and not know what to do in those. I mean, it's, it's a, absolutely fascinating. There's so much more to Crimson Dawn and to, um, what are they called? The Cloud Cloud Gang? What, what, is, what is the name of the gang? The Sky? Oh, Sky Gang? I, somebody out there can correct me uh, about what the name of the gang is. I don't know the gang. Emphis Nest uh is a part of but i just love what that gang is composed of and i don't want to say a gang they're more of just the foundations of the rebellion posse the posse they were they were a foundation for the rebellion is truly what they were emphasis nest let's get some backstory on her i think the whole idea about how crimson dawn had created so much terror in the galaxy amelia clark knows that and she says to han you know you are the good guy and it's funny because in those moments you kind of look at the relationship and then obviously Emphis Ness comes around and understands that Han is kind of the good guy. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, we get that interaction where well, she says, well, maybe someday you'll join the cause. And you kind of sit back and you're like, wow, you know, he's saying no right now. What ended up happening? He ended up joining the cause. Yeah. And it's just so great to see the early foundations of that. And now we know it was Emphis Ness that convinced Han to join the cause in the very end. There was so I think there's so much backstory between with uh Maul and Kira that I would That's love to know that I would love to know. And I wish uh we get uh I wish they continued the, the Darth Maul comic and maybe that Yeah. Because I was trying That's to true. go back from the comics, couldn't really find any connections to it. No. That I that I could spot it out. Maybe you guys can, maybe can spot it out, but I didn't find any. The one that I was fascinated by, Sean, I, obviously Aura Singh is in that comic. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking. Where's the part where Beckett gets rid of her? Like that would be kind of cool if Beckett ends up showing up or was going to continue to that. that did that, did that happen continue. during the, that uh, <sighs> that club scene and the issue three i don't remember what issue was but yeah when darth maul was going to purchase that uh young padawan yeah that was our Singh eliminated at that point by tobias beckett you know obviously beckett's been a a, a, a thorn in his side because if our Singh was part of the early foundations of crimson dawn and the bounty hunters associated with it 
and he was able to eliminate her. Maul even says it in there. He's like, we'll decide what we're going to do about the traitor Beckett. I wonder if Beckett had worked for Maul before he even knew they were part of Crimson Dawn before mm-hmm. then, which would have been pretty it cool. Could make, it makes sense, kind of. And even Lando had a connection to Crimson Dawn, so Lando had interacted with Maul at one point. That would be actually a cool interaction to see. Yeah. Lando and Maul. Yeah, obviously he went through Dryden, but I would imagine Lando would answer to a higher person at one point because of who he is. Probably made, probably made a deal with, with Maul somehow. Yeah. We don't know. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he got some uh, L3 from Maul, something like that. Yeah, or yeah, the money, yeah. We, we don't know how, how, I don't remember how he said, wait, how he got L3 at all. There's really nothing there that tells you, other than that she was like his compadre in a way, or whatever you want to call her. Um, I think he picked her up somewhere. Yeah, probably during a mission of some kind. Like maybe in the obtaining of the Falcon, she was a part of that, just being a droid. And she kind of talks about droid rights and everything. I wonder if there was some kind of connection in there between that, which would be kind of interesting to see play out. I think there's so much more room for canon now. Yeah, Elfie was, was like K2SO in Rogue One. Yeah, it was uh, a female version of K2SO. I honestly liked Elfie a little better than K2SO, but I, yeah. I, I had a bigger, I cried over more. Over K2S. So I had a better understanding of K2SO as a character than L3. Because L3 was only in it for a certain amount of time. Truly. K2SO th- followed throughout that film. Yeah. In Rogue One. L3 was eliminated probably at the what? Like not really eliminated. She's still in the in yeah, She's Falcon. still part of the Millennium Falcon, which is the way that I think makes the most sense to include her, that her navigation I'm glad that they said that her navigational system is what composes the Millennium Falcon, which by the way I love this because in the original trilogy, C-3PO talks to R2-D2 and says, what do you mean you've been talking with the with the Millennium Falcon? Like, basically, what do you mean you've been talking with the navigational system? What things was L3 saying to R2-D2? So, so C-3PO has not been in this. He's not, that's the only movie C-3PO has not, not been, been in. But R2-D2 is. Really? Didn't you? I, I think R2-D2 has been in every movie. I wonder where R2... That's true. I haven't heard people say that R2 wasn't in it. Wasn't? I, th- I haven't heard people say that R2 wasn't in Solo. So I'm wondering, because usually fans get out there and they're like, what are you... Well, they've been saying there's no C-3PO, but I haven't heard anything about no R2-D2, which is fascinating. Yeah. So we're going to have to take a look at that. If anybody can find R2 in Solo and screen capture it or something, definitely make sure wait wait until the release don't go yeah, don't go to your movie theater and start recording because you're going to get yourself in trouble if you start doing that um but i really like let's get let's just get into mall talk i think we have to get mall. into it because them bringing darth maul into this number one a lot of people are complaining about ray park and the way that they show maul and solo a star wars story it's not about the way he looks it's about sam witwer doing the voice of maul Ray Park being there playing Maul, and number one, him mentioning in a Star Wars movie in the first time in a in a, in a film second second appearance too second appearance, and first time in a film yeah, he talked come to Dathomir. They just name drop Dathomir in in a in a Star Wars movie. The only other time we've heard that is in Clone Wars. There's there's series the series well, well, not the movie right not the movie. The series was the only other time. Oh, that's right. We, of course, because we, he, was, he, he came back to the series. And what, what saber is he holding? The Inquisitor-style double saber when he's talking 
to Kira. And it's kind of like, holy cow, mm-hmm. we're getting a Clone Wars connection with them. Yeah, I know, but which was after this movie, all of us uh, were trying to figure out where this took place in terms of Rebels. Because, of course, it's... Right. Well, this is... Oh, that's a good point. Because... Because that, that, that's down. really important with Maul. And I don't know if it takes place before spoilers for uh, Rebels with um, Maul and Obi-Wan's turn. Or, so. or does it take place after after Clone Wars when when he, when he comes back in Clone Wars and takes the place before uh, his appearance in Rebels? You know, see, which yeah. I think that's what it is. You think it's somewhere in the middle there before we really even get into any of the Obi-Wan connection and really... I mean, does this bring back, Sean? Let me ask you. This is a question I've kind of had in my mind this entire time. By bringing Maul back, having Sam Witwer do the voice, and having Ray Park be Maul, does this kind of say, okay, we just brought Maul back into the cinematic world in this way. What does this do for Obi-Wan at this point? Because for me, it kind of says, okay, maybe we'll tease Obi-Wan at some point. That's what it says to me. And maybe not have an Obi-Wan movie. I don't think we need an Obi-Wan movie. I would like to have seen him back in a movie kind of like what like Han Solo or more kind of like what uh Maul is was in mm-hmm. but have more mm-hmm. screen time or have uh what's his name in <laughs> Rogue One oh Bail Organa yeah 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 I mean there's definitely different ways that they could take some of these characters and put them back in. I know what we everyone loves the original trilogy but I would love to explore new characters I have maybe a like me and Ahsoka have a Ahsoka movie and have Obi Wan or Anakin. I mean, more, more Obi, more, have more Obi Wan because I feel like they have a better connection after. Because I would like to have it after Clone Wars and before yeah. Rebels and where her book is. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, and the fallout with uh, Barris and all that because I would love to see how uh, that play yeah. out. That'd be really cool. See me. We, we don't know what happened to Barris either, too. After, That's true. After uh, Rebel, I mean, not Rebel, sorry, uh, Clone Wars. Clone Wars, right. We didn't see really what her path looked like. In so many different ways. I know we kind of skipped around, but it was kind of cool because there's one big message that I took from Solo, and it's more of, as um, again, amongst all the negativity that people are skewing about Solo and the things that they're saying... This film has now opened up the canon so much more. It has. In so many different ways. It's given us like a million different possibilities with where Lucasfilm did that, the did that more than Rogue One did? Yes. I know Rogue One still had more uh, possibilities opened up, but mm-hmm. Han Solo gave us more. I think he gave us a more of a broader existence of the Star Wars world. Than, because Rogue One takes place in it takes place basically in Scarif most of the time. Yeah. Or half of, or half of Scarif and half of, uh, what was the other place Jedi. called? Je- Jedda and, and Solo. I said the same thing with Solo, but it feels like, I think it's because of the characters. Mm-hmm. New, uh, with the brand new characters that, with, uh, with Beckett and, uh, Beckett's girlfriend, uh, I can't Val. Val. She's great. Maybe. Andy Newton. Yeah, they, Tandy Newton, Tandy, which it's Tandy, Tandy which I found out. Really interesting. Loved her, by the way. Yeah, that's a great character. And um, I can't remember the other guy's name too. Um, 
Oh, the other... Forearms, yeah. Oh, yeah, Rio. Rio, yeah. Which is played by John Favreau, yeah. It's a really cool character, too. Yeah, it just opens in, dare I say, I felt like Solo opened more of canon, more of the canon world than even The Last Jedi did. It felt like a more of a comic to me. Yes, that's a good, that's a really good way of putting it. There were times when I was I was watching it and I was especially like, Especially at the beginning. Even though I wasn't a fan of the beginning, like the first 15 minutes of it, it felt like, it a, felt like a comic book. Yeah. It was kind of weird. It's like, this is okay, but it felt like a comic book. Because we're comic book readers, so that's kind of like, oh, okay, it's not yeah. a bad thing, but no. it kind of throws us off a little bit because it's a movie. But do you feel like it was a little bit marvelish, the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. That's the vibe. It's, I especially got. The, 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 where we see Han and, uh, I must have lay, Han and Kira uh, in the, the little pit thing, trying to run away from the, the oh. weird, weird. Snake, I don't know what you want to call it, snake thing. Oh, Lady Proxima. Yeah. Yeah. Or as I call it on Talking Far, Far Away, Grandma Proxima, because of the way that she talks. Grandma has some cookies. <laughs> Just like a SpongeBob. Oh, my goodness. And then the clicking of the, uh, that's a rock in your hand. <laughs> you made like the clicking. You just made that with your mouth. <laughs> it was a little too much humor, that part. Yeah, I can agree. It's a little kid like, right? Yeah. It kind of reminded me of, uh, uh, Clone Wars. Uh, Just the way that the humor was placed yeah, in there. Humor. Yeah, that's a good point. Anything think about that. Sean, let me ask you. Coming out of Solo, are you more... <laughs> you just dropped me just SpongeBob drop. Solo records. Okay. <laughs> um, are you more excited about the possibilities of Episode Nine? Or are you more excited about what they could do with these spinoff films going forward? In terms of, in terms of the canon, which one are, do you feel could explore the canon in a different way? The the ending of this new trilogy, or do you think these spinoff films could really turn into something more? To be honest, neither. I feel like more of a spinoff of not just films, but more of series like the new series coming out more. Uh, oh. more uh, books and comics and expanding that because I I, I know I love all the the new the old characters but I love I love when uh, franchise franchise brings that new characters kind of like Marvel does but mm. but the Marvel doesn't do uh, new characters they just bring new characters into it right and that's, that's what I like about that's what Marvel and DC can do really well uh, more like Marvel sorry DC. I, still, I, I love you, DC, but Marvel has done it better. It's an interesting interpretation. I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about it. it. Yeah, that's a really good point. They could really focus on expanding the canon in television and live action series for. Because I feel uh, because I feel like that we're getting way too many uh, movies, and mm-hmm. I know people are uh, complaining about it. I'm not really complaining. All stars, but. <laughs> yeah. I just rather have more uh, series and shows coming out, kind of, kind of like more, more again what Marvel does does with on Netflix and because they they come out like five new shows every year. Yeah, and I wish uh, Star Wars do at least more than I wish to bring out more than one show uh, every three years. It's been Clone Wars, Rebels, if you want to count Forces of Destiny, but not really. Yeah, that was that, like a YouTube series. Other than that. You don't see him much as series. 
good point. And just cartoons. We, we haven't we haven't seen True. live action yet too. That's a part that they haven't discussed it really. Well, they've obviously discussed, discussed it, but it, they yeah. haven't touched it yet. There probably is something on the horizon. I'm sure. Yeah, I guess we'll wait and see in the future. See brand new news. Maybe a Star Wars celebration there uh, yeah. next year in Chicago. That would be the place for them to announce it if they're going to do it, and that's going to be the place for them to really start marketing episode nine. Obviously, the hope is, is that episode nine really cranks out the ending story for these characters that we've learned to love and and grow with uh, leading up from Force Awakens. And I think overall the message, Sean, is that if people are going to continue to be negative about stuff too, you don't deserve Star Wars if you're going to act that way. Yeah, I know? and a lot of stuff... Can we just, well, let's, we'll, let's talk about this. Yeah. But, uh, with all the social media stuff and yeah. and the fans, if you're if you're if you're har- harassing and bullying people online and making them delete their inst- social media, you're not really a fan. You're just a bully. Yeah. And and it, it pisses me off when people do that. They and to have social media, it's the internet. It's hard to have a internet and not be bullied. But mm-hmm. it, some some people go over the over the top and. Just, it just, it just, just don't do it. Yeah. It hurts people. That's why Alden Ehrenreich doesn't have a social media. He's smart. That's why Daisy Ridley doesn't have one. She did. She used to have Instagram and Twitter, but they, she got deleted. And now Kelly Marie Tran. I know it's John Boyega's been kind of limited with his social media output as well. It's been interesting to see how people have reacted. Mark Hamill doesn't care. He'll just keep tweeting. And Mark, Mark Hamill's a troll. He's a, he's a, he's a good <laughs> troll. In a good way. In a good he's a way. good troll. Yes, he does a lot of great things on social media. I think if Carrie Fisher God bless her, if she's still, I did. Uh, if she was still with us, I think she would probably, probably still doing way. Yeah, She's still, she's probably doing it right now. On, yeah. on Heaven Twitter. Heaven <laughs> Twitter, I like that. I like that interpretation. That's a totally different look on it. Oh, very cool. Um, the other people that are bullying, they should, you should be in hell Twitter. That's an interesting interpretation. Twitter. You even think that that's a real place. <laughs> There's somebody there going, like that, or... Maybe you should be. No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, <laughs> watch it, you. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only kidding, guys. No, but I think the overall, like you said, Sean, it's, it's don't be a bully, just... Don't be a jerk. It's Star Wars. Don't be a jerk. It's Star Wars. I was doing SpongeBob, but... Yeah. Most appropriate. Yeah. Most appropriate that we threw it in there, but... Uh, yeah, I think Solo has given us the realm now to really explore Star Wars canon. It's given us the opportunity to kind of sit back and say, mm-hmm. okay, this is what Lucasfilm is going to do going forward, Sean. And uh, I don't know how you feel, but I... I'm feeling really good about Star Wars right now, and the in the direction that it's going in. Yeah, I think I, I think it's a little time that we should do a little over and under. Oh, what are you proposing? I don't. I've been I've been thinking maybe. I don't. I just I really haven't been thinking. I just think we should do one. But mm, okay, coming out of Solo, over under percentage. This kind of meets with calm chatter that I just did with Kane Stetler, um, of Rebel cause rebel chatter over under we're going to set our percentage at 46 percent over under that we see an obi-wan movie announced at celebration 
What are you thinking? Obi Wan Ruby. Um, I'm gonna set it a little under. I'm gonna say forty percent. I mean, it'd be cool to see it, but I'm thinking we're gonna get more of a other spinoff, like I've been hearing of, uh, like a Boba Fett or a a bounty hunter movie. It doesn't have to be Boba Fett, but just say more of a darker a bounty hunter movie. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely under, but I'm going to set mine drastically lower. And that's because of everybody who's talking about it in the community right now. Recently, again, on Com Chatter with Caden Stetler and myself, we talked about the possibilities. What could we see an Obi-Wan film do? And after really thinking about it, I was kind of like, well, you know what? Maybe coming off of Solo, Star Wars is not ready for this yet to bring you and McGregor back in. I mean, he's just going to be in Christopher Robin. It's coming up right around the corner. Mm-hmm. I think you and McGregor still has to settle some of his other works as an actor first. I would probably set my percentage at like 15%. I don't think we're going to see it announced at celebration this year. Celebration 2020. Yeah. I think we may see something announced. I think they're really giving this, another couple of years to settle itself. The sad thing is, is that I think that there are a lot of moves coming at Lucasfilm. I would rather see a Obi-Wan spinoff series with Ian McGregor. Have like, cool. a, have like a 10 series episode of him on, on the new uh, streaming website that's mm, coming out. That's something that we don't know about much. Okay, so if you, if let's just say Star Wars Celebration 2019, over under 47% that Obi-Wan is announced to be a streaming service thing or a streaming service show, whatever you want to call it. What would you set it at? I would set it over a little higher. I would set it up to like, like a 55%. Yeah. I, I would love to see it happen. I still don't know if it's probably not going to happen. There's, there's other stuff that's probably going to want to explore more. Hopefully I'd rather see more uh, things to explore like plays, uh, Nights of Lower Belt Public, mm-hmm. or maybe uh, Darth Revan or Thrawn or something like that. Thrawn would be a really cool one. I'd like to see that one progress in um, multiple ways. I like. I think with the streaming service, I think for me, Obi Wan still under for me, but I would set it pretty close to forty six percent. I would think that it would make a lot, I, lot more sense. I think it would be a more possibility to have a series than a film than for Obi Wan. Ewan McGregor is going to need some film break. Like, I think he would rather do a streaming TV service show and and just be have able him, to have his own schedule. Have him direct it. That would be cool. That would be really cool to have Ewan McGregor co-produce on Nobi One streaming service. Yeah, more, more co but not really direct it. Have, have someone. Because he knows what it's like to play that character. Yeah, I don't I don't know who, who would direct it. I there's, there's a lot of possibilities. Yeah, it's a really good point. A lot of things to think about coming out of the home show here. A lot of things to think about when it comes to Solo. If you haven't seen Solo, a Star Wars story, please make sure to go get your tickets. Check it out in theaters right now. Available at all kinds of cinemas, including our good friends over at O'Neill Cinemas. Time is cooking before it closes. And then you get it on deep Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah, that's right. Then you pick it up on Blu-ray, which is going to be a must. If you haven't picked up the Solo, a Star Wars story soundtrack, with John Powell and John Williams, that's going to be another one. We actually sat here and we're listening to it while we were going over some Brick City Blockade stuff. Um, Sean Michel. Yeah, excellent. Stuff, so. 
a lot of fantastic stuff on the near horizon. Sean, we do have some events coming up too uh, at the podcast network, some events that we're helping to support along the way. That one is coming up right around the corner, actually, which is really exciting. And it's called uh, B-Wings at Brewskins. That's in a couple weeks. A couple weeks. And then we have Nashua Con that... I don't know when this will be posted. If not, we'll be pretty soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there next week, or w- whatever you guys listen to this. We'll be <laughs> we've been there. We had fun. <laughs> we already had the fun. We're all set. Yep, National Comic Fest at National Public Library is going to be great. B Wings and Brewskins, of course. Rebel Cause, the Rebel Chatter Crew with Starbecue is going to be fantastic. Sean and I are going to be down there. Mr. James Brown, of course, voice of the podcast network. Caden's hometown. Yeah. Caden's hometown in Lancaster. We're going to go there, support it out, do what brick city does and uh, help out the cause in the long run. I think that's the big piece for us. Sean is going somewhere and supporting a cause uh, that's aligned with star Wars and aligned with helping people too. And we have very special guests that might be coming on soon. We won't say anything about it, but until, <laughs> Officially, you know, when it gets released and all that, but yeah, stay tuned for that. Yeah, be a lot, tons of fun. So, again, stay tuned for that. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of great guests coming on at some point here that we're going to confirm, make sure everything's all set, and then announce it for the good people to listen to. All you who listen to the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network and you local home showers, as we like to call them. Sean, it's that time of the show, buddy. It's plug time. It is. Plug time. Plug, plug, plug. Plug, 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 plug. Plug, plug time. Plug time. Sean, where can the good people find you across social media? You guys can find find me on Twitter on at Show one Follow me on my Instagram at it's zone Z. Uh, follow my Facebook and friend me there. And you can follow my music at Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Bandcamp and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Been working. Doesn't work. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be posting some uh, some new tracks from the podcast when you guys listen to this. Probably might be on here. So it probably will be. Yeah, I'll post that soon, sometime next week or I don't know when. Got some more tracks in the process of mixing and all that. So it's awesome, man. Yeah, you guys can hear it actually uh, more recently on Com Chatter. We threw one of Sean's tracks at the very end. So make sure to take a listen to that. It's got such a good vibe to it. So please make sure to go over to Bandcamp, Bandcamp and support this guy along the way. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Bro Tweets. Make sure to check out the Brick City Blockade over there at Brick City SWPC. Follow us on Instagram as well. Head to the website www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening in that galaxy far, far away and in the friendom. Please also make sure to head on over to Tee Public, pick up one of our awesome t-shirts. We've got so many great designs up there. Each sale helps support the podcast. Get some sweatshirts as well. Very, very cool sweatshirts. Yeah, really great. I'm rocking mine right now. Sean will probably be rocking his at some time in the near future here. Um, So make sure to support us in that way. And one of the best ways you can support us is by going over to iTunes. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button, rate the show, comment, do all that fantastic stuff. That allows epic guests onto the home show and across the network. Um, and one of the best things that you can do also, mattering what kind of device you have, you can go over to iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, uh, and Google Play Music. And you can check out us over there as well. Thank you to iHeartRadio. Thank you to TuneIn Radio. 
uh, for allowing us to stream our podcast over there. It's going to be um, a great pleasure to be able to work with them going forward. And maybe there'll be some other places that you guys can listen to us in the near future. We'll have that announcement very, very soon. So thank you guys so much for yep. listening to the home show. The home show. Home show. Home show. Home show. Show home. Show home. <laughs> and as we always say here at the podcast network may the force be with you always the force with you with me with me with you with somebody i don't know let, let, let the song play out and everyone's voice starts now